0: Say give me a hell yeah What up, what up, everybody? This is Double G from the Fight Game Podcast. I'm actually in like a makeshift recording area. Uh, I usually record from San Jose, but I'm in Gilroy, uh, where my home had been for uh, for many, many years. But uh, I'm back in Gilroy for the weekend, so that's where we're recording from. Um, joining me, John LaRocca. What's up, man? Doing good, man. How you been? Kind of, uh, kind of busy week for me from a work perspective. So, it's uh, it's fun to kind of distance myself from work for for an hour and uh, and get into and get into talking some wrestling and maybe uh, uh, for you for you this probably doesn't doesn't mean too much but there's uh, there's the big boxing match this weekend which is uh, Canelo Alvarez and Triple G Part Two. The first fight ended in a draw, so uh, that's pretty exciting. Doing myself, and uh, our buddy Robert Silva did a podcast on uh, that, that came out on Tuesday, previewing the fight. And already on the website, if you want to check it out, fightgameblog.com, there's a preview, uh, a predictions column with myself, doing Robert Silva, uh, my friend uh, Sarah, who writes for Round by Round Boxing, and uh she's also she's also done a little bit of amateur boxing and then uh our friend uh from uh I, I met Matt Prentice from um the F4W uh conventions from uh for for Brian and Dave's website in Vegas uh Matt Matt comes out uh every every once in a while so I see him at those events uh and he I mean he likes you know, the boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling stuff, you know, as much as I do, so it's kind of fun to have someone who follows all three, and so we all made our predictions for Canelo and Triple G, and that is up on the website right now, so check it out. I don't imagine that uh, that you're going to check it out, but do, just from a sort of like a casual public standpoint, like, do you hear anybody uh, around town talking about this fight?
1: Um, I need to go by how my work is reacted to fights. It's, you know, if people come and ask me about it, I know it's going to be a little bigger and no one's talking about this fight at work. No one's bringing it up. Not yet, at least. Maybe tomorrow someone might bring it up, but I, don't, I haven't heard anyone talking about it. I would love to see it. It's just There's just no way I can get, get away this weekend to go do that kind of stuff, but uh, it should be a good fight. I heard the first one was really good, and I don't know who I'd want to win, but I, I guess if I'm going to predict I'm going to say Triple G is going to win just because we have a double G. I'm going with Triple G.
0: (laughs) Uh, When Robert Silva and and Duan and I were doing the podcast, he kept his – because he was saying Triple G, and then he was trying to say Double G to me, but he was getting mixed up. So he (laughs) called me Triple G at least three or four times. So It was kind of funny. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm going with with Golovkin just because – we got double G. going <laughs> with that. That's my prediction.
0: So, you know, one of the things that I, that at least for me, that I think has kind of killed a little bit of the interest is um, Golovkin's like going really hard on Canelo with this drug test stuff for the clenbuterol. And, mm-hmm. you know, we know because we watch MMA uh, that a lot of the fighters from uh, from Mexico and China... They also fail for clenbuterol, just because it's the steroids uh, that are in the meat when when you know when they're mm-hmm. when, when when the ranchers are, are raising the the cow and stu- the cows and stuff. So uh, it's just the, the I feel like the Golovkin being so hard on Canelo uh, with the steroid stuff is kind of hurting the build. But also, I mean, boxing is kind of cold, and and we talk about this uh, in the uh, in the podcast. Where whereas you know from a casual fan standpoint. Um, you know, we're in this interesting transition period, you know, post Pacquiao and Mayweather. And uh, Canelo's the biggest uh, casual fan star at this at this moment. But there's so much money coming into the sport. Uh, Fox, uh, Big Fox uh, and um, and Showtime just re-upped with uh, with Premier Championship Boxing or Premier Boxing Champions. Um, the, the, you know, the name that they stole from you.
1: Yeah, I was saying, can they put some the money towards your <laughs> wrestling? I greatly
0: appreciate it. <laughs> um, and and also, uh, you know, a lot of the streaming money, like ESPN Plus, has a deal with Top Rank. Uh, DAZN has this deal with uh, Eddie Hearn uh, from Matchroom. So, like, there's like tons of money coming into boxing, and it's gonna be on. Uh, it's gonna be more available on both streaming and, you know, and TV than it's been in a very long time. So it's like, we're in this weird spot where there's really no stars, like no huge gigantic stars to take advantage of the TV. And I'm, I'm really interested to see how, if they can build stars or if they kind of do what, you know, Vince McMahon has done in, 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 uh, in recent times, just basically take the money, and it just makes you kind of like lazy, like you're like you're the top dog, so you don't really have to do anything different, you know, for to separate yourself. So I'm hoping it's the latter because I'd love to see. You know, we talked about a lot of these younger younger fighters who are um, who should be highlighted because of all, all the new exposure. And you know, it'd be great to see some more stars made, you know, from from the from the new TV deals. So that's kind of like what the podcast is about. If you guys want to check it out, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, front slash fight game pod p o d, um, but let's get yeah. into let's get into some wrestling, man. Like uh, we, last week, we talked about covering the May Young Classic weekly, and there was another show on Wednesday. Um, four matches again, it's sort of the same exact format as as last week. Nothing changed. <laughs> um, which you know, after we started talking about that, I just started watching for it, and I'm like, God, like they are following. Like every at the end of every match, they bring out somebody who's either in NXT or WWE to sit for 10 seconds in the front row and then they probably leave and then they, they bring someone else in at the end of the next match to sit. Like I think they had Joe this time. They had the undisputed era. Uh, they had Natty. And then like, it's just like the same pattern, which, you know, is, is fine. It's just, you know, we talked about last week how, you know, the, the show just has so much of a sameness from last year. But, um, what overall? We'll we'll get into the match by match, but what did you think of this show compared to last show?
1: Um, I thought last show had better matches. This show was you know, it was an easy, quick watch. No, no, no complaints. It was just, but nothing really stood out. Like anything truly memorable. As for like the matches, um, certain individuals did, but like uh, no no real good matches that stood out. It kind of just came and went. Um, but I suspect that I expect that's going to be the case for the next two nights or next two weeks, I mean because we're going to get four matches, the same format. I don't know how many people can they bring out to watch? Match? <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I, well, I think last week they like. Here's Leo Rush, like yeah, you know, exactly. big freaking deal. You know what I mean? Like Leo Rush is out there watching the small girl wrestle. You know, because he's small too. Like, yeah, you know, just exactly. so goofy. Exactly. Uh, but the thing, yeah. I think I was just funny how you you brought that up because I remember like when I was watching it last night, I was thinking like, oh my god, this is just ridiculous. Now I can understand many one special guest. Like, okay, Cedric Alexander makes perfect sense because his wife is wrestling, right? Yeah. And that was cool. That makes perfect sense. But like. Just see the Era who like doesn't want to be there, you know. It's just like and it actually stays for the whole match. It was just kinda of funny. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was uh, yeah, I like to see him just cut that back a little bit. You know, do something well just do something a little different each episode would be nice, but WWE, I, it's gonna be the same pretty much all through this tournament. And uh we'll just announce we we'll just now it's going to, as we get to the tournament we're just gonna get highlights of previous matches, right? So yeah. that's going to be the next
0: so, so uh, I actually want to talk about the Casey Cannizzaro match first because it's pretty clear that they are going to, um, you know, she's going to be highlighted. She's very athletic. She was she's uh, in, in the little uh, TV package. She said she was the first woman to complete the American Ninja uh, the obstacle course, and. Um, so you know that I mean that's legitimate athleticism. You know, you know, you they talk about you know what great athletes some of these folks are. Like this is a legitimately great athlete, and and so uh, they had her face uh, Reina Gonzalez, who was in the she was in the um, the tournament last year. I remembered her, and uh, it, it was it was your classic you know like six foot tall woman against the uh, five foot four woman or how, however tall Canizaro is. So it was just like you know. Randall was doing all the power moves, and Casey was doing like the you know some some flying moves and some kicks and and trying to counter stuff. And the whole time I'm thinking, watching this, you know, and and I understand, you know, this this whole thing of sort of like wins and losses, like it's it's all you know they they know who they they know who they're pushing, they know who they want. But if you're Randy Gonzalez, and the reason I'm asking you is because you know you've been around you know the indie scene for such a long time but if you're Rana Gonzalez and you've been around for a while you know you're not one of the top echelon indie uh, women out there though in this match your whole your whole point of being in there is to make this rookie look good and the reason why she sort of looks good is because of you like like if you're Randy Gonzalez like you know you obviously take the booking you want to be seen you want you want to be on WWE TV but in the back of your mind are you kind of like oh gosh this is kind of what I do which is make these you know these prettier smaller peppier women you know look like they can kick my ass when they really can't like like (laughs) what like what is her thought process going through this match
1: um I don't know her personally but I would I would think she's just professional about it you know it's her job she's contracted WWE um she you know she's she's there to put over this you know young girl who I know she's only a few not in that that long in the, in the wrestling business but she's such a natural athlete and like taking it to like you know fish to water you know and she's she's gonna be something you know and I, I think she's professional about it I don't think there's any you know I'm sure personally I'm sure yeah I want, she wants to win the whole thing she wants to be the one that's pushed but I think Reina Gonzalez is is fine. I think, uh, you know, she's grown up in that WWE system, uh, even though her, her dad was a wrestler. I don't know if, which, what, how long she on the Indies for or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure she's entrenched in the WWE system. I mean, everyone, you know, you're not supposed to complain about that kind of stuff. So you just go out there and do the best because she knows, and a lot of wrestlers should understand this, even though you're not winning – if you still go out there and accomplish the goal of the booker, the writer um, you know, of getting this girl over and making, her in, you know, you, you blend a lot of points into that in, in the eyes of the, uh, the booker or writer, whoever you want, producers, whoever you want to call it now. Hey, <laughs> it's what they're called now. But, um, but you know, that's, that sticks with people. I mean, it does with me. I mean, I used to do that. I used to, you know, a lot of people would, you know, sometimes you know, everyone wants to win. Of course, it's an ego thing, but I would see how the performance is of the person that loses, and then if it's really well done, I end up probably pushing them sometime down the line. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's all about what you do. I thought she did a great job. I, I I thought that was probably the best match on the on the of the four. Um, I really like that Casey. She was she's going to be something. I mean, just now it was such a limited experience and how good she is in there, man, sky's the limit for her. She's going to be fantastic. They got some really good young prospects of the, uh, in the women's division and it's cool to see that they're just like, kind of like homegrown, not just plucked from the indies that were in the indies for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you know, Rhea, you had like we talked about last week, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Blair, I don't know if Bianca ever did the indies. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Actually, I don't think so. And then now you got Casey. So, that's kind of cool to see because a lot of people would complain, you know, the remarks about, oh, the former senator, the only people that are over, are the people on the indies, the, the blah, 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 where's the people from the ground up? Well, you're seeing it now. You know, things are coming together, and uh, and you're going to see a lot of that. And I thought Raina did a like a hell of a job, like I said. Um, I like to see her get a push. You know, that is a, you need a big woman out there kicking butt. And I really think you could tell the improvement from last year. I remember her last year. Yeah. And, and you could tell, like, a big, big, big difference out there this time around. And I, it's funny because when I watched the match, because last week we had uh, Lucy Lane and Craven, right? She was a tall, the tall the, mm-hmm. – the the big woman versus little woman. And the little woman went over. Lucy Lane went over. So I figured, like, when I'm watching this match, I'm like, oh, okay – you know, she's going to give a, you know, Casey's going to get a valiant effort, but Raina's going to overpower her and eventually catch her with a lariat or a big boot, whatever she, her finisher is, and, that was going to, and, that was, and she was going to go over it. I was shocked they kind of did that same story twice yeah, in a row. Yeah. You know, you would think that maybe they would put that match on, like, at week four instead of week two after you did the one from week one. So I thought that was kind
0: of interesting you hate Lacey Lane's name so much you changed it to Lucy Lane it actually is a better name as oh. Lucy Lane <laughs> <laughs> I forgot her
1: name already but yeah they need to change I, mean, I don't hate
0: it. it just
1: I don't hate it I just think it's just 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 change it up they need to change that one up
0: so the uh the first match was uh, Diana Perazzo who is one of these like indie darlings right like she was she she's been uh been scouted by you know or scouted but she she was she uh she was working for a diff- couple of different companies um and then WWE was hot on her tail and Priscilla Kelly um so the first thing that I thought about in this match was because you know both women are, are a little bit on the on the shorter side and they don't so they don't have long strides i just was like this ring is really big like i can't imagine mm-hmm. having to run ropes in this ring being a normal sized woman, uh, because it it just looked like they had to like you know they they had to run like twenty paces just to get across the ring, um, but uh, I actually liked I actually liked Kelly's uh, Priscilla uh, Kelly's uh, kind of crazy gimmick. It was kind of like um, Paige when Paige first started uh, before she became you know just sort of a normal WWE uh, person, but she had that kind of like crazy look in her eyes and stuff uh i, I thought I, I thought it was fun but you know i think D- perrazzo is another one who they, they they want to push uh and you could tell by the way she's presented you could tell by you know the way michael cole reacts to her that she's that she's one of the ones you're talking about you know that are kind of on their radar for for the women's division
1: yeah the match it was fine it was a fine match um it kind of surprised me a little bit like I wasn't sure about Patricia, Patricia, Patricia Kelly. Um, I've only seen her as a valet. I've never actually seen her wrestle, so I was wondering how she was going to be. And she surprised me. Um, her promo in the beginning, the little, the little personality profile promo they did with her, like it was kind of like blah. And then she came out and was like in her full character, crazy eyes. I thought that was, I thought that was kind of cool. So maybe promos aren't her big thing, or maybe those kind of promos you know if she's a more of a character maybe they're probably a little better but like just her being normal <laughs> it's just kind of <laughs> just kind of blah um Diana look good you know she's really athletic uh she's attractive um she kind of stands out I, you know i think i think she'll be doing really well there is you know considering so i i think she's going to be you know featured coming up but We'll see how she does. Um uh, but yeah, like I said, kind it was okay. It was fine. I mean it's kinda nothing special for me. Um, I didn't like the story they try to tell with the uh her Deanna's an alternate and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's that's cool. It
0: was uh I think Deanna was supposed to be on all in, but then when she signed with WWE, they pulled her off of All In uh, but then, you know, uh, Madison Rain, who was also in All In, didn't get pulled from All In because she was on this show. So I'm assuming it's just because Peraza actually was signed by WWE, and Madison Rain was just yes. uh, in in the tournament.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, and once she signed, she was off this show, and I think Britt Baker might have. was the one that replaced Diana on the All In show. Yeah, so. I mean I you know, I mean I've, I've watched Deanna before for a couple of years now and I always wondered like why wasn't she signed yet? I always felt she was pretty good and then so now they finally signed her so you know, they're really bulking up that division and it. It's uh it's 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 gonna be really good this next year and next year or two for sure.
0: You know, with uh with Perrazzo and with Canizero and Mercedes Martinez on the show, it made me think like Oh yeah, Tessa Blanchard isn't on this show, and it's kind of weird because, you know, when you talk about American women, uh, she's like the hottest one out there as far as like people talking about her, and she's not even in this tournament. Um, so it's kind of like it just, it just hit me. I didn't even realize it until I saw some of these women who I you know I'd seen Tessa have, have matches with and stuff, and so you know she's not on, on the show. Uh, I I mean I think. I think she's didn't do it because like I don't know WWE has some issue with her or something or they or you know they they're staying away from her for some reason.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I know for sure she can't do it because she's she's signed an impact before this, right? So yeah, so she's um, yeah she's not gonna she couldn't be doing being anyway. So but yeah, it's kind of interesting. I thought for sure like after the first million classic that she'd be signed, but. For some reason, they just never signed her, which is I – I was, I was pretty pretty shocked about that because they kind of always kind of go for those legacy yeah um, people, and you would think for sure. I mean, it seems like a natural thing to sign her and eventually hook her up with Charlotte and all that kind of stuff. And,
0: yeah. I mean, but, e- even uh, even before she and Ricochet broke up, like when Ricochet got in, you would thought, oh, like she's, she's probably getting in too, but it, it didn't happen for whatever reason. Um yeah, so she's signed with Impact for like, gosh, like two or three years or something like that. And then she's also going to be the face of that uh, that new group, uh, Wow, uh, the, the like the Glow sort of remake. So I think she's also... Yeah, on Axis, right? Yeah, she's also going to be one of the top stars there. Her and Santana Garrett. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's going to be on Axis, which is going to be... New Japan for wrestling and wow! I know it's, <laughs>
0: how how it's, it's going to be so different.
1: It's going to be so different, which it, it, it's, it's funny, you know. It's it, it's cool. Um. So yeah, yeah. Okay, it was like it doesn't make sense to me that she's not. She wasn't ever signed, but there's something there. And by for sure thought too after even after that after Mae Young Classic the first one, like after she did really well during Rock's movie right of the, the page. Yeah. About Paige, right? So you think like damn, right then like she'd be fine up to that too, but nope. That's it's it's interesting. I wonder what's going on there.
0: Yeah, yeah. She yeah, she they they're staying away from her for for whatever reason. Um so the next match, I can't even pronounce the uh the uh the woman's name. It's spelled Z-E-U-X-I-S, And Michael Cole actually had a really good pronunciation of it and I still can't pronounce it. Uh, she faced... Like Zexus?
1: Air- Zexus or something
0: like that? Yeah, it was, it was... I mean, he 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 had like the Spanish pronunciation like right on the money, <laughs> but I can't even do it and I'm half Mexican. He's not even Mexican. Um, Ari-
1: Mask, Mask Woman Z, we'll yeah, call it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So she faced Ariel, Ariel Monroe um, and I think, you know, they were kind of excited and they were trying to, to be really creative early on and they were a little bit off in their communication uh, i think the camera angles were trying to cut quickly to like save some of it but you could still see uh, a little bit of the miscommunication but um i thought the ending was great the the spanish fly from the from the top rope was a, was a really cool finisher you don't you don't i mean you see that with some guys will do that move you know will osprey will do variations of that move but to see uh to see that in the women's match i thought was really cool but otherwise i thought the match was just it you know, wasn't really that good
1: no it wasn't good at all um uh, monroe has a lot of personality has a lot of like a lot of charisma uh, i don't get the swole thing
0: yeah because I mean, she's just, she's kind of small <laughs> she's a smaller person yeah i
1: would think like she, when i first i'm seeing her i've seen pictures of her like Online and stuff, and I, I thought she looked bigger then, but uh, she looked that uh, swole to me. But I did like her charisma, I like her look. Um, I was kind of, you know, it's funny. I, this is another one. I was like, cause I, you know, like we talked about this last week. Like other than like the finals and, and the semifinals, I, I really don't know the results of like the opening matches yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So, so I'm just kind of guessing my way, and I'm just thinking like, I have a feeling they're going to put a luchador over right now. You know, like mm-hmm. they need, you know, they need. A luchador to kind of go a little farther so and then i was right i couldn't believe it at first i'm like man you're wrong here but yeah like that opening like first half of that match was like there was this missing left and right and there's there like there were you're right there was a counter angle i think it was man a knee that Monroe through and like she just completely misses and i don't, I don't think they could cut fast enough to yeah. try to make it look like there's impact <laughs> It just—they're like, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Boom, this is this is it. This is going, you know. And it just, other than the finish, it was kind of, kind of forgettable. And other than, and other than that poor, poor the uh, Monroe's daughter crying, I thought that was so kind of, <laughs> that was kind of heartbreaking, you know, to see that little girl cry, you know, as the guy was holding her. I thought that was, that was pretty sad. I was like, oh man, man, should put her.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, they beat Ma right on right in front of her, but uh but yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh we didn't mention this in in the Canazaro and, and Raina match. But um so so after the match, you know uh Canizaro kind of you know does the, the roll up or whatever There's the, surprise, the surprise pin And I thought Reyna was, like, doing such a great job being, like, the angry, like, giant woman. Mm -hmm. And then she just puts her on her shoulder, and then I got sad. I was like, ah, I know they like to promote, like, the sportsmanship in these kind of tournaments, but I was like, ah, she was actually, like, healing on her, and I thought she was, like, doing a really good job on the small girl, you know? And then they just, like, made up, and she puts her on her shoulder.
1: Yeah, that was uh, interesting. It got over to the live crowd, and... You're right that they're trying to promote the you know sportsmanship of this tournament. But yeah, I thought she was gonna give her the old lariat. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that's what I was hoping for. to like, on oh. her, but
0: I was like, oh, a heel, we got a heel.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I would like to see that in the future stuff like that. Maybe they'll become a tag team, and she could turn on her or something, or you know, they go that route. Uh, but definitely, Rana should be featured soon on TV. I mean, that's why I like to see some some more variety with women yeah. in NXT. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, they have so many women. Now, I don't think this would necessarily be a good TV show because I think a lot of the women are very green. But, I mean, you know, you have NXT and you maybe have, you know, one women's match a week. Uh, like, you could do, like, other, you know, other, other types of shows where maybe... You know, you have a second NXT show, and you're kind of showcasing, you know, some of the smaller guys, and then the women too. Like, I feel like a lot of the women, like, they don't really get a chance to be on TV because there's only really one NXT match on uh, on television most weeks.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I think uh, I think they could do well with the TV show. I, I I think they I think they have enough talent right now that can pull it off.
0: Triple H would probably and hate his life though. Huh? As a Triple H would probably be hating life with another NXT show to produce.
1: Well, you know the, the network's all about content, right? Uh, yeah. So I can see them adding a show like this, and I'm sure it's been talked about. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it's been something that's been batted around, and so su- I'm actually surprised they haven't pulled the trigger on this yet. But maybe after the Women's Evolution Pay Per View, they'll go that way, and maybe it's something they can find a network to to put it on, you know,
0: I don't know. Uh, you you um, know, the, what, you know, what, what, I mean, I say what I would do, like I have any, you know, have like I've been in, in any shoes even close to these guys when it comes to putting content on, but you know, Fox paid so much money for SmackDown. Um, and they need programming for FS1. I would just move NXT to FS1 and then have, a second NXT show on the network and and you know sort of like in that same Wednesday you know time slot, just making the same same time slot uh, for the network because people are really used to to, to watching WWE uh, the WWE network on Wednesday night. Um, I think I think I think they could do that and and you know I don't know what they would get for an NXT uh, rating on FS1, but I mean they can't do any worse than the Ultimate Fighter, can they? Like that show. Uh, I, I that you know, no one really watches that show at all, and and you're talking about, you know, putting um a hot show, which is NXT. I mean, it can be hot, um, but you you could build to takeovers uh, on FS1, uh, which funnels back to the WWE network. So I think that would be really cool.
1: That's not a bad idea. Um, considering now, like the network, I think one of the original like hooks was like nxt would be on there at the time it was like super hot but now i think you know the, the network's kind of like you know at its pe- at its point you know i don't know if it's getting any bigger i don't know how it's, how it's all gonna work out but you know people got it now they get the pay-per-views for cheap right so, so i think they can afford to put nxt on um on fs1 or, or whatever so yeah it's not, it's not a bad idea. And then you have to have another show with a lot of t v to say, <laughs> but I mean they they do a lot anyway, so the worst thing though would suck if they had to put it on let's say put it on before a SmackDown or a or got rid of the main event and did you know did Kate the women before that would be would be a good idea I think too but yeah I think i, I, think I like I want to be shocked come you know after women's evolution uh a one hour all women's show on the network is announced
0: so. yeah yeah the, i mean the only problem is with something like that and, and this is the same problem with nxt really is you know every every four months they want to call people up so it's like you know shayna i imagine you know she's probably she's probably going to come up in the next i don't know between three and six months and so, if you have like a show built around the women, then and then you know every three or six months, like the best one is pulled up. It kind of it's kind of hard to keep the continuity. I'm thinking of uh, when Jim when Jim uh, Jim Cornette was doing the OVW stuff, and, and WWE's like constantly pulling up his guys and like changing the gimmicks and stuff. Like I can see I could totally see that happening with. Uh, if they if they really put more thought into into the NXT stuff,
1: um, yeah. Now they just call up call up NXT talent, and just don't do anything with
0: oh them. Oh my god! They
1: don't change the gimmick; just don't do nothing with them. You know, it's like it's it's bizarre. It's like it's just like a Cornet in OVW would get this talent ready, give them a gimmick, get them over, get people excited about them. They show up and they completely change their gimmick. Where like now they call them up, the gimmick's the same, but they just kind of like put them down and don't do anything with them and they got to build them back up again. By the time they do that, before interest in them.
0: Yeah, it's bizarre. It's, it's like, it, I mean, if, if you tried to make sense of wrestling, you know, if you, if you were someone from the outside in or, or, I mean, you can even think of it as like a TV character, right? Like, you know, uh, I'll use an analogy of, uh, you know, my favorite TV show, Beverly Hills 90210. Shannon, Do- <laughs> Shannon Doherty leaves the show, right? And so hot off, yeah. hot off of Save by the Bell, Tiffany Amber Thiessen comes on, Beverly Hills 90210. Now, in WWE land, Tiffany Amber Thiessen would come in, people would be talking about her, and then in week two, she would have, like, two scenes... <laughs> instead of being like the hottest character on the show for that first season like it just doesn't well, make yeah. sense
1: yeah it's like 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 new talent supposed to just to inject some life into that's why you bring it up to to like add some excitement to the show mix things up and it's like they don't they just kind of leave them at a, a, a certain level and they become just another person on the roster they don't feel special anymore it's like, look at Bobby Roode. What's he doing? Nothing, you know. Um, I mean, we go through the whole list of recent guys being called up. Sanity should be bigger than they are, you know. Like, I don't know, why, like why they're losing now on at the TV. Like they should have been pushed to the title, you know, something new and fresh.
0: You know who Bobby Roode's tagging with, right?
1: Yeah, he's tagging with Chad Gable. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. What, what what a combination there. Um... Yeah, yeah, no. So I, I know we kinda got a little bit a little bit off topic, but um uh, so the, the last match in the in the mayon classic is Mercedes Martinez, who's like, you know, the veteran of all veterans when it comes to indie wrestling. Um she faced Madison Rain, who was given the name Ashley Rain on, on this show. Um I I I have a problem with uh watching Madison Rain, not because I don't think she uh, is like, yeah. You know, I, I don't think she's terrible, but she to me she resembles a semi-attractive, very thin, non-athlete. Like I think she tries really hard. Like you could tell. Like she really, like she really tries, but the athleticism doesn't, uh, makes everything just look uh, really fake when, she, when she's in the ring. Like um, there's this thing in the beginning uh, in, in the video package where she was talking about, you know, her daughter and teaching her daughter and then they, you know, they got to work hard for stuff. And then she like gets in like a striking stance. And I was like, okay, she should have never gotten that striking stance because it looked like she'd never been in a striking, a real striking stance in her life before. And it's stuff like that where, you know, I and, and I don't mean to, be mean or dismiss her or anything but from that second on I just absolutely lost interest in the match like I was like oh I'm out. You know it's like it's like I know I know this is now it's more sort of art form than resembling a fight, you know, in today's wrestling, but still like the fact that she she took that striking stance and I was like I don't think she's ever posed off against anyone in her life before. You know, that just kind of this is kind of frustrating me.
1: Yeah, this match was a was. I was pretty disappointed by this match. It, I and mean, it's weird too. Like, you know, the crowd wasn't that hot for this match. And you would think with Mercedes being like a longtime veteran on the indie scene, just the respect factor, they would. I'm mean, not sure the fans did respect her. But then also Matt and Rain being a TNA for all those years, wrestling in Florida for all those years. I just felt like this crowd should have been hotter for this match. But then again, it's probably a long TV taping, and when this match was placed on that TV taping, it might, ha- might affect it, because that's a long day to watch wrestling. But it's just just the story of the match, was like, no story. <laughs> yeah. I felt like it just got to a point where, like, it was just a lot of moves at the end, and just, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it either. I was expecting a hotter match, and people to be up for it, and it just, like, with the crowd being down and not really racking much, it just kept kind of, like, just kind of like lost of interest, and in, like they don't really build them much. Like one big move after another, and eh, it was just it was just there as well.
0: Well, I, well, I can tell you the the move that I I, I would say frustrated me the most is Merce, uh, Mercedes uh, gets Madison Rain up in this suplex, and she's holding her up in the air for like twenty seconds, um, and you know, and and it, it, it's it's not you know it's not. Bobby Lashley doing it with one arm or Davey Boy Smith or or like that but still you know it's kind of cool like they're they're showing you know they're showing something and so she finally hits the suplex and then decides to hang on to it and pick her right back up
1: yeah Um, um, that happens a lot like like why would you hit a superplex and bounce right up to give us give a fire uh, what do you call that Uh, fire bomb whatever the hell it's called like doesn't make sense to me when Seth Rollins does
0: that move. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Yeah,
1: you're no. The freaking top rope superplex, spin the guy.
0: Yeah, at that point it's right. like it's like Street Fighter combinations, like they're just trying to do yeah, Street exactly. Fighter combos. That video,
1: game, video game wrestling that people kinda just I mean, you know, I guess people like it now, but to me it's like, eh, it kinda takes me out of the mask Because, oh it's just okay, oh it's this is stuff, yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, you know, I mean, I think we were slightly down on the first two weeks, but I think some of our favorites are, are coming up. Uh, you know, Tony Storm is still coming. Yoshirai, uh, we haven't seen her yet, um, and so you know, I, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to these next two weeks, and so I, th- I think it's going to pick up steam.
1: Oh yeah, like it's just like well, both tournaments. Just like the cruiser classic, was the same way, like the opening rounds are kind of just establishing some of the people that are, you know. The featuring the the 2 they're featuring of course that's going on in the tournament. Same thing last year at the Main Young Classic. First round was kind of just there. Um, I expect uh, the same thing to happen in the first round. Of this and then it'll start picking up. So then once the the quarterfinals and semifinals and the finals, it, it'll, it'll end up being a
0: good tournament. Uh, a, by the way, I forgot there was one thing that made me laugh in the uh, in in the the call of the match is uh, Michael Cole's trying to explain that mercedes uh was frustrated because she, something you know she was scared or she was tired or she was nervous or something like that and he, he goes he goes mercedes is an honest woman and i thought it was like he was about to like talk about like her like not having sex before marriage or something and then he started talking about like oh yeah because she she told us that she really was nervous last year and that's why she was frustrated with her. i was like this is the way he said it i was like what? Where is he going with this? Uh, but
1: no, the, the best, the best, the commentary was during that match. <laughs>
0: we were like building towards the
1: finish, they are hitting these moves, and all of a sudden, like Renee goes, "Like look at that tattoo on <laughs> like saw Mercedes Martinez tattooed her arm," and then. And then Michael Cole tried to bring it back to reality and be like, "Yeah, she she was tattooed, you know, <laughs> Madison Rain, you know, like it was just like, okay, Renee Young, like, relax, you know." But I I think she did a good job. Beth Beth Phoenix was kind of just there, yeah. You, you, so, know, you know, like
0: I, I think we mentioned this. La- I think we mentioned this last time, which is Renee Young is going to be much better in the host slash lead play by play. Uh, part, she's she's not going to be a good color commentator, right? Like she's not, that's that's not going to be where her role is. And so in this show, she's not, I mean, because she's very charming. The one thing about her is she's very charming and really likable, like very quickly. And so as a host or as the lead play by play, as the first face that you see, the first voice that you hear, it works. But when she's got to describe like what's going on in this match and you know why they're doing this and like it it just doesn't work and which is also why you know she replaced Jonathan Coachman on Raw uh so I think it was last week and I'm just thinking like god like they have her in the wrong spot like if she's not if she's not leading and she's not the play-by-play person she just she's just kind of like you know she's just out of out of her her role and and you know, having Vince McMahon tell her stuff in the headset—like, <laughs> can you imagine? Like, her like thinking, like, oh my god, Vince really wants me to say this, and then having to say it—like, it's it's kind of like ridiculous. Like, why why they consistently put people in uh, places to fail is so mind-boggling.
1: I think like her roles kind of like the personal, like to get over the, the personality of the characters, like some personal insight to them and. And that's fine. she does a really good job with that. But, like, when, yeah, you're right. Like, when it comes to calling, like, moves and the reason why. Like, like she in one, one point in match. Like, well, I never wrestled, so I don't really get, like, you know. She tried to feed it to, like, Beth to kind of comment on it. It was just kind of like, well, don't say that because now you're going to lose credibility with what you say about anything else when it comes to the wrestling part of it, right? Absolutely. So it just, but, uh, you know, she's she's doing okay. She's doing a good job. She's, she'll still get better. But, like, for example, like, he, you know, towards the finish of the match, you don't start talking about the person's tattoo. Like, that's something you throw in early on. And, he just, and it was like Michael Cole was, like, quickly trying to go, okay, we got to bring this back in because it's going to go off the rails here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Michael Cole was working hard on that last match, trying to get it over. But the crowd, you could tell, was just kind of lying into it. And it just it just kind of shocked me, you know, that the, they were up for it the whole match. And then, the only time they really reacted was when Mercedes Martinez nearly killed well, you know, killed Madison and Ring with that driver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to watch that twice. So I was like, holy cow, how she survived that, but she she tucked in time. It just looked nasty.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, you, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the next two weeks. And then once we get into the quarters and the semis and the and the finals, I think it'll it'll mostly just be, be good stuff. Um so, uh, there was a tag team match, uh, from the, uh, the Road to Destruction, uh, when was it, was it, was it last weekend, I, I think?
1: Yeah, yeah, so, last, um, gosh, when was that?
0: Yeah, yeah, last weekend, yeah, you're right. It, yeah, it was like, I think it, it may have, it may have been last Friday or something. So, it was, uh, the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kotobushi against, uh, Will Ospreay and, uh, and Ishii. And you know everything is set up to to the the you know the series of, of shows upcoming. Uh, actually, in like maybe 24 hours uh, as of this taping is Omega and Ishi for the IWGP. So this this tag team match was kind of you know setting up setting up that match. Um, it was really good match. Uh, it was I mean it was chaotic as all hell. Uh, you can imagine with Kenny Omega and Kota and Will Osprey all in the same match, but. um you 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 messaged me and said you were like this is really good three you know 4 and 3 quarter, five star and i thought about two of the guys in this match and i was like okay this match really had to have been good for john to give this match you know such high praise you know, knowing that you know omega at some points can drive you crazy and, and so can uh, osprey with some of the some of the uh, the stuff that he does but uh, I, yeah, I really liked the match. It was it was psycho- it was like I said, psychotic. They were doing crazy stuff. It was you know, all all guys in the ring setting up stuff. But um, you know, in the end, I think the thing that I, I really liked about it was, I think it's cool with Will Osprey uh, being in the ring with these guys because you know I know he's a junior heavyweight, but he is not that far from being in the heavyweight division at least i think you know from a size perspective you know he may have to put on a few more pounds but when he stands in there with those guys like it looks like he belongs and uh and and just you know seeing thinking of a fresh matchup with him you know w at least uh, it, it, you know at this stage with him and and omega or him and coda like i, I was kind of like thinking like wow i really want to see those matches and, um, and that, you know, that, that's part of what I liked about this tag team match is just thinking about, wow, you know, they, they could really do some stuff, you know, a year and a half down the line with Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay or with Will Ospreay and Kota Bushi. Like I, I just, I just came out of this wanting to see those guys wrestle more.
1: Yeah, no, the Ospreay definitely should be in the heavyweight division by now. He's, he's like, you you know, he's not that far off from being a heavyweight and, He's about as tall as all these guys, and size-wise, I mean, he's adding muscle compared to, like, you know, when he first got there, so he's definitely... Kim and Megan made that transition, too, you know, so, yeah. like, it's essentially going to happen, and it probably will be in 2019, they're going to put him in that that heavy division, and yeah, this tag match was freaking awesome. It was definitely, you know, four and three-quarter, five-star, in my opinion, um, perfect building for this match, Cork and Hall. Like, really intimate setting, and crowd was super hot. Um, nothing threw me off that was, like, offensive or <laughs> silly or, you know, like, not everyone played their role perfectly, and, and um, you know, and the goal was met, like, adding more intrigue to Ishii Omega, which is going to be an awesome match that's... uh that you know, like the first one from G1 was like people were talking about one of the best matches of the year. So, I mean, I'm curious to see how they're going to top that G1 match because uh, they they went all out in that one. And you know, and I, I you know, of course we all you know, we all expect Omega to defeat Ishi and retain, but uh, you know, when it comes to Ishi challenging the title, I think mean, people really get behind that. And you know, he's such a lovable character. Like you want to see him win the big one and. I don't know if he ever will. I think it'd be nice for him to have like a transitional kind of championship run. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the time, but um, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty pumped for this match coming up this weekend.
0: So the uh, destruction uh, at Hiroshima. Uh, it's all tag matches except for the main event, and there's one other singles match. Of all the matches, it's a, uh, it's a Hanare against Bad Luck Fale in a in a singles. So uh you know, nothing but nothing but you know, there there's a couple of regular tags, there's some some six man um and there's uh, eight man eight man tags. But yeah, I mean the, the match that that is really on uh you know the one that's gonna make people watch the show is, is Omega and Ishii. And yeah, like you said, the G one match was friggin' fantastic. Uh, and uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one too. So, you know, there's going to be so much stuff going on this weekend. You know, I mentioned the boxing already. You know, this this Omega and each, I, I mean, I'll probably only watch this match just because there's there's not a whole lot of time this weekend. Uh, and also, and also, uh, WWE's Hell in the Cell, you know, which these, these WWE shows are all four hours plus now. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and and I mean, for you diehard UFC fans uh you know Mark Hunt's fighting the main event on a, on a early Saturday morning show on uh, on Fight Pass. So <laughs> so you know there's there's not uh, if you 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 can't change the channel without finding something related to uh, wrestling or MMA or boxing this weekend. Um so let's quick wow. let's quickly talk about this Hell in the Cell. I know, you know, it's I, I look at this show and I go, "Just if I just want to sit down and watch matches, this show has some really good matches." Now, do I give a crap about the Hell in the Cell? Uh, Not really, and I don't. The other thing is, I don't really understand why some why some of these matches are in the cell and why others aren't in the cell. Like AJ and Samoa Joe has become such like a personal blood feud, and it seems like this would go in the cell. Yet Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, who haven't fought yet, is in the Hell in the Cell. And so is uh, Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton, though, you know, if someone pulled my earlobes like that, I'd, I'd want them in the cell too. Um, it, just seemed, it just seems weird, you know, we, we've, we've talked about this for a long time, which is when you have this pay-per-view, you're sort of creating reasons to be in the cell and you're not really building long term for that blood, that blood match in, in the hell in the cell. Uh, but you know, just just for actual matchups, I think this I think this show has has possibility of being pretty good. Uh, but you're also going to get you know goofy stuff like um, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Like, if a match should have been in a Hell in a Cell, like Daniel Bryan and The Miz, they've been building this feud for like two years, and oh, we're putting them in a mixed tag. And Brie Bella against Maurice is going to be the main event of SmackDown. It's like. <laughs> Like, goofy stuff like that just, like, drives me nuts because, you know, Dan and Brian and the Miz, like, works with that fan base. You know, they, they really want to see these guys, you know, go at it. And, uh, and and instead they put them in a mixed tag. Oh, you know, then they're going to build for something else. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I may not care by then, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, these, these pay-per-views like Hell in a Cell or TLC, Extreme Rules, that kind of pigeonhole you into, like, booking these matches, like the Hell in a Cell for years has always been wasted because you're just, like you said, creating reasons for them to be in a cell when at the time, he's not ready for that yet. It should be a blow-off to to a blood feud or, or something, but it's, it's just used as, because they have to use it because it's called Hell in a Cell, and it's ridiculous. And um, I'm not really looking forward to much. I mean, Reigns and Strowman always have good matches together so maybe that match um uh, dolphin dolphin
0: drew against seth and dean if if they give them time and they let them have a good match it should be a really good tag team match
1: yeah they they will they'll have a they'll have a good match um Jeff Hardy with Randy Orton in the in the cell, like they don't do blood anymore, so like the dangers of the cell is not there anymore. Um, I mean, I'm sure Jeff is going to take, he may do something crazy, but like Jeff doing something crazy now is like no big deal, you know? It, it doesn't have really that much of an impact. Like he did a swanton to the apron, <laughs> and no one can no one <laughs> even what, reacted. What it's what like,
0: what if he swanton's from the top of the cage through a table?
1: Well, they'll react to that, I guess. But I don't want to be shocked about it. I was like, "Oh, well, he's Jeff Hardy doesn't do that spot." Like,
0: oh my gosh, it's uh, poor guy.
1: I know. I know. I hope he doesn't because, gosh, it's just, a, just 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 scary. And I think isn't uh, Charlotte and Becky Lynch in his cell oh, too? Sure.
0: No, it's not in the cell, as far as I know. It's just a uh, oh, okay. it's just a regular match. And but you know that that match has been really up and down with the crowd like the crowd it had been super into the turn and then they're kind of lukewarm on it now so i i don't know uh you know my kid who who's a, a pretty casual fan though he's he's watching a little, a little bit more closely he's like he thinks that you know Becky Lynch is is uh is, is a big star right now. So who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe she is uh, or at least a bigger star than I, than I see her. But, um, it's, it, I, I like the fact that, that, uh, you know, she's in the mix again because she, she'd been kind of put on the back burner for, for a little while. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I just want them to have a good match. I think that's like the most important thing is, They need to have a quality match because again, you know, they're sort of building towards that evolution pay-per-view. And I think most fans sort of grade on the curve when it comes to these women's matches because they want them so badly to be good. And I just want them to I just want them to knock it out the park. You know, I'm just hoping that, you know, they that everything aligns and they have a really good match and they're not trying to do too much. Because a lot of the times when they have the screw ups is when they're trying to put in so many different things to pop the crowd when you know normal psychology in these matches would would work you know better than than what what they're planning so i hope they i hope they you know make it a little bit more simplistic um uh, you know charlotte can do all of her all of her stuff you know she could moonsault off the top and do all that stuff but i hope the psychology is simple because I think the reason why the fans reacted to, to Becky like they did was because it was sort of simple psychology like, oh yeah, I kinda get I kinda get why she's mad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 I agree. I hope they have a good match. And course, we know they're capable of having a really good match. If they get the time and the booking is... I I just I expect a funky finish of that match, which might bring it down a bit. Depends how it's executed and everything um yeah I, it's a very important match i, I always like to watch charlotte i like to watch becky um it's curious to how the crowds react because you don't you know charlotte shouldn't be the the female roman reigns you know she could yeah. protect her a little more i still think she's a natural heel even though she does really well as baby face she's likable as baby face but she's a really really good heel and I'm sure just like her dad, she prefers the work heel. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, uh, I'm trying to think what other matches are on the show that I'm really looking forward to. That's about it. I mean, I, I'm not really, I, ne- I, I never get hyped for the Hell in a Cell matches anymore or pay-per-views. I haven't been excited for Hell in a Cell pay-per-view and I don't even, I can't even tell you. Um, maybe Triple H Undertaker was, I mean, I don't think I was even excited about that, honestly. But uh, the last good one was, in my opinion, was uh, my favorite one, is Brock and Undertaker.
0: Mm, yeah, and but the, that, that that was that when match. they were bleeding buckets.
1: That match was freaking awesome. The war was bloody. It was perfect for the chain the hell in the cell. And, and just the sight of Brock Lesnar popping up Undertaker for the F5 like throwing in the air catching him <laughs> just like blew my mind like oh I think I like cemented my fandom of Brock and I was already a big fan of Brock and still am but uh, it's just uh, I'll never forget that F5 it was my favorite F5 ever just just a, just. I mean I, I had to watch that a couple times like did he really throw him up and catch him I mean he's not throwing okay, he didn't throw him super high in the air and catch him but like still impressive enough to toss him up to a Catch him and hit that move. Is this guy's
0: a beast, man? Yeah. Speaking of uh, your your father-in-law, the Nature Boy, did you see that he <laughs> that he had the 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 ceremony of whatever they call it. That it wasn't actual. He didn't actually commitment. get married. Yeah, commitment ceremony. Is that what it is? Commitment
1: ceremony. Yeah, happy for it. You know, it's kind of charm. I'm <laughs> I think. uh I think uh, you know what though. Like I I don't know Rick personally, but you know, it seems that his relationship with Wendy is really like been really great, helpful for him and his health. And she's really been like an angel on his shoulder and watching out for him. And I I think that's great, you know. And and I'm always happy for the Nature Boy. I was at this point, I didn't get an invite. (laughs) I was I was busy. Um, with my family, but, uh, <laughs> but I hope to, uh, go for the, uh, the Val Renewal. So that's my goal, to to go to the Nature Boy and Wendy's, uh, Val
0: Renewal. But, uh, but
1: yeah, no, happy for the Nature Boy. Always happy for the Nature Boy. My all-time favorite,
0: the man. And, and, uh, you and I are always, uh, giving Big Dave Meltzer a hard time that when Rick's in town... Dave's got to let us know so we could show up uh, re- wherever they go so we could just hang out with the Nature Boy.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for that to happen. I hope it happens soon. We've been talking about it for so long. And, and, and you know, Dave will, Dave will come through with that. It'd be cool to hang up with Nature Boy and talk to him. Um, I looking forward to hearing him and Dave go talking about stuff. it be fun, you know, like, so, so, yeah, I can't wait to meet the Nature Boy one day. And then, uh, then once he, if you know me of course you invite the battle renewal will happen
0: <laughs> so the, the the only other match we didn't talk about and, and I'm kind of I, I can't imagine that that this is even a, a necessary match but Rhonda against Alexa bliss again after we just like saw Rhonda just like destroy her in the last pay-per-view like they, they're running it back um, I, I I imagine that this is all about angle, uh, not not Kurt Angle, but you know, an angle for whatever happens at Evolution. I, I don't know if yeah. if the Bellas get involved here, and 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 Brie turns on Ronda, or something. or I don't, I don't know. You know, it's it seems that that's going to be the match for Evolution. But um, yeah, like I, I I can't see why they're having a rematch other than the fact that they're going to create some angle out of this for Evolution.
1: Oh yeah, angle alert. Right here, you know, something's going to happen for sure. Build up for revolution. Um, because Bliss is wrestling Trish right at the yeah. preview, which, yeah. which uh, I'm not into that. I think they should. It should have been Trish versus Charlotte for sure. Yeah, in my opinion.
0: We, we talked about that. Should have
1: been the, yeah. But um, so yeah, and then the rumor has been going around that it's going to be Ronda and um uh Nikki. Right, that's the the match that. They're expecting it's not, it's not Brie. It's Nikki, right? She's the one that's going to be wrestling. I
0: I, I heard it was Rhonda and, and, and Bree. That that's what, unless it's changed and you know the, the the observer isn't out yet, so I haven't I haven't read anything new. But
1: uh, I just just figuring because Nikki is the, is the heel, right? That's why I just, and and Brie will be with. I'm Ron. sorry. I'm
0: I'm sorry. It's not it's not Nikki. I mean it's not Brie. It's Rhonda and Nikki. Did I say Rhonda and Bree?
1: Yeah, 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 that's why I was kind of confused, but, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I, screwed I could WWE, you know, WWE, you know, really puts Nikki really high up there as a big time star and everything, so they, they feel that's going to be a big match, but, and I think it's fine, but I think you should have, if you're going to do that match, you should have Charlotte versus Trish. Yeah, yeah. Not, you
0: know. When I thought I, I thought you said Ronda versus Mickey, and I was like, Mickey James? Like, damn <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely It'd right. Be good. That could be good,
1: though. Oh yeah, That'd that
0: could be good. But that was the that was the first person I wanted Ronda to work with because I figured that you know M- Mickey would would sell amazingly for her. And you know she'd be able to have a formidable match with her, but um, yeah, they, I mean they, they've used her as as fodder to run away from Ronda at least.
1: Now, did they announce all the titles being on the Women's Evolution? Like they think that's going to that's going to happen.
0: Well, they've teased that right. Like they like they were teasing NXT Championship uh, May Young Classic uh, winner is that that match uh, or is that that show. I think like the the UK uh NXT UK championship is going to be on it. So I, at least I thought that was the idea.
1: So here's a little armchair booker for you. What if the Bellas or Nikki cost Ronda the title somehow by interfering, some BS. Bliss actually pins Ronda, you know, due to the interference. Bliss goes and wrestles Trish, Trish beats Bliss at Evolution, but now you have the tag match of the Bellas versus Rhonda and Natty at Evolution. Just kinda of throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't want to beat Rhonda. Right. Which is silly to do that. But if there's a way to do it where, you know, she obviously didn't lost because of some bullshit, some outside interference. Stuff like that, like where it doesn't hurt her, you know. And sh- you know, she's you know, Bliss is not the one that beat Rhonda, it's just that you know, she got she was the person in the right place the right time. I don't know, I can see him doing something like that to kind of build some interest. And maybe Trish beats Bliss and then Trish has a little run again, which is gonna be kind of cool, actually. Um,
0: but uh, I don't know, just throwing it
1: out there, I man, I don't know if I would do it that way. I'm just thinking like maybe that's what they're
0: thinking. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think putting the belt on Ronda so early was probably a mistake because it really corners you in what you can do because you don't want to beat her, unless mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you always have the thing where she doesn't let go of the armbar and you strip her because you know she doesn't she <laughs> she's not listening to Stephanie and and and, oh, and and Stephanie strips her the title or something. Like they they could always. Do something she's like that, that one
1: guy. What was name? Uh... Polaris, or, or, or <laughs> Polaris. So it's like it holding would, on to ankle lock, yeah, and wouldn't let go, <laughs> yeah. She's just, oh god, not like, do you see that guy now? Oh, he's like dude. gigantic, yeah. The guy's a f- walking refrigerator, dude. He's so jacked, <laughs> he's just like, he's so wide now, uh, yeah. This is the, the Polaris angle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great.
0: Um, okay, so now it's time for uh, America's Favorite segment. What's John watching?
1: Oh, man, so I was watching the Russell one, Love in Yokohama from September 2nd, and I'm watching the stream. I watched the first, like, 90 minutes, and all of a sudden I go back to it because I, you know, I stopped it, went back to it. And now it's not available. Oh, jeez. So, so the top three matches I have to watch, and I found them. I found them in a different location. Um, I'm going to get to those. I was looking forward to watching those and talking about it to, tonight, but I you know, can't talk about those matches. Uh, overall, the, show, the show's been fine. Uh, it's been good. A uh, little disappoint. A little, not disappointing, it's just a there's a match built up between Russell 1, that's the promotion, Russell 1, against Strong Hearts, which is SEMA's, group from China and that's like what big feud they're having and uh, Ikemen the guy with the jacket if you've seen him full of charisma this guy is you know they always say oh La rock," I don't like him being fun like this guy is total fun it has like <laughs> Dusty Rose vibe I mean I just love this guy he's like one of my favorites to watch hurt his knee in the match oh. blew it out um, it was it was and it crazy because like he heard it like all of a sudden he does a drop kick and grabs his knee and I don't know if he was supposed to win the whole it was an elimination tag match I don't know if he's supposed to win it but like at the end you know SEMA had a lock on his submission hold and it, like kind of took the crowd out of it but this guy moonsaulted off the balcony like, <laughs> and like he was fine through the match and all of a sudden like a drop kick it was probably an an injury that was gonna happen. You know, like he he he's such a great athlete. He does all these flips and he can land on his feet and knees. He's he's something to watch, man. You just can't take your eye off him. He has this great entrance where he comes out smiling. I mean you just love the guy and he'll his song will play, and he'll run in the crowd and you know and people will shake his hand and he'll dance and then he'll go to the ring, but then he'll you know, like he'll fake like you gonna jump in the ring and start the match. But he'll just like it like oh, they just people get into it, and the wrestler he's facing gets frustrated, and he does like all these cool like flips to kind of like act like he's gonna go in, but he doesn't, and and it never gets never gets boring for me the entrance his entrance, and it just it just sucks that he's gonna be out for a while because he's gearing up to have some a lot of good matches. He was supposed to wrestle Mar Fuji September twenty ninth, which mm. was gonna be really cool. But the positive though, like. He can kind of, re, you know, rehabilitate. Maybe, let's say, six months, come back, challenge for the title. you can build a story there. But um, I did watch Noah's show from September second, um, and the main event was the Champion Ciguer versus Masakimia, and that was a really good heavyweight championship match. Very old school throwback. Um, if you like Smash Mouth wrestling and hard hitting stuff, this is the match for you. Kiri Mita is, is um, a protege of Saito. so he actually looks just like him. He has a he has the gear exactly like him. He's built like him. He looks like him. God, I think it's his son. That time, but <laughs> and uh, but he's 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 awesome. A lot of like I said, a lot of charisma. And Segura is just a machine man. They call him the killing machine, and he is. He just beats the shit out of you. Yeah, Noah's that hard-hitting style when it comes to their title matches, their heavyweight division. So, if you're into that kind of stuff, it's definitely for you. Uh, and I'm gearing up for this weekend. I'm going to watch of course Omega versus Ishii. I'll be watching the uh, Royal Road Tournament for All Japan, which is a single, single elimination tournament tour um, that's starting to build up to a title shot. So, there's a lot of cool matches on there that I'm Looking forward to checking out. So I'm gonna be busy watching wrestling. I'll have a full, full report come next week, <laughs> and I'll definitely be giving a full report on the last three matches of Wrestle because I really want to see those matches because they're they're really good, especially that main event with uh, Manu Soya and uh, Shotaro Ashino, which they had one of my favorite matches this year in 2018. Earlier this year, when Soya beat Ashino for the title, so I've been like pumped for this rematch. And it's fun I haven't watched it yet. And I was, like, looking forward to talking to it
0: tonight. but Next week. I think, I think we're going to have to extend uh, what's John watching to, like, an extra 10 minutes or something to get through all of it.
1: Well, <laughs> I know. I wanted, to talk, I wanted to talk about some other some other matches. And, uh, I try, I mean, I watch, you know me, I watch a lot. You know, nothing really, but those really stuck out. That Noah match, the title match really stuck out for me. And I still haven't watched, um, uh, Hideo Tommy versus Marfuchi yet.
0: Oh yeah, you so, uh, I forgot what happened with that uh, one.
1: Yeah, well the same thing. Like the the the, the stream wasn't loaded, but people are slowly I've been putting up matches from that card and, and I like it's like one of the shows I only really want to watch every match. But uh, I mean it's been I've seen it, like I've seen I like, can watch it haven't time to watch it, but definitely gonna get that one a watch too before next week.
0: Non wrestling What's John watching? Did you get a chance uh, with you and your wife to watch a typical, the second season?
1: No, I haven't started yet.
0: Me neither.
1: And uh, it's funny because we were supposed to watch it tonight or or something, so we haven't made a chance to watch it. I plan on watching this weekend. I will be home all weekend. Uh, Trina and I have a major project, Pie Train Chloe, we're going cold turkey, no diaper. <laughs> it's it's going to be crazy and <laughs> frustrating and hopefully a big celebration at the end of this weekend where Chloe gets it. Because she's a smart little girl. She's super smart. I mean, she's a master manipulator already. <laughs> she's the game, I call her. <laughs> <the game>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like sometimes I'll re- re- reward her for doing something good, right? I know this is probably people are like, what the hell? But, like, let me tell this story. It's cute. So I give her like these little gummy bears, you know. Uh-huh. I Give her like, you know, one or two. So I'm like, okay, I, just, well, I didn't want her to get a lot of sugar, so I just give her like one. Okay, I'm gonna give you one gummy bear. Okay, Chloe. Okay, two. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what do you mean two. I said one. And she said okay, three. I was <laughs> like, you know what I did? I gave her two.
0: You did, of course. She freaking got
1: me the two. She really. She really was going high. to give me in the middle. She, she's she's she's
0: she's daddy's little girl. Of course, she's getting two.
1: She's the game. <laughs> she's uh, uh love lover love her, love her, love her. She's the apple of my eye, they say. But she she she's uh she's awesome. So yeah, so we've been you know because we had a big boo this year. You know the, all the craziness that happened this year in two thousand eighteen. Hunter was born, so like we kind of delayed the pie training. or, or – we were planning on doing it in March, and that got delayed. So we've been putting it off, and now it's like, you know, like I said, I can't watch Hell and so with you on Sundays because we got more important things going on. I gotta, we gotta get this girl pie trained. I'm tired of changing diapers, man.
0: Heck yeah, man! Because because you got the double duty.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm changing too. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. You're you, you're. Uh, yeah, that 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 that's gonna be such a such a good thing be when you only have to change one set of diapers but then you still have to change them for like the next two years yeah yeah exactly <laughs> alright man uh, so so yeah lots of stuff this weekend I'm sure we will have a chance to talk about it all next weekend uh, so set your DVRs put an extra 30 minutes on next weekend's podcast um <laughs> Oh man. Um so so yeah, so uh thanks to John. Uh I am double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out.